Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, welcome to Suggestible Pod. Ha ha, yes. A yeah. podcast where we suggest things and you go, I've already seen that. <laughs> That's what the people at home say. <laughs> That's what they say to all the things. That's right. I, I had an email that said that they listen to about 10% of all the things that we recommend. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. I'm Claire. James is over there. Rate. Pretty good. We're married and we recommend you stuff to we watch, read and do, listen we to do, we? for yeah. a job. Yeah. Pretty sweet gig we have over well, here. Well, this is a, one of the jobs in our – the jobs that we do. Many of the jobs. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying yep. to you about <sighs> totally. it. Totally. Yeah. Working – 24-7, trying to make a living. I just think about like having <laughs> kids and that and how much – I know I've talked about this before, but like how much time I had that I just wasted. I don't know what I did and I know I, I no felt idea. like I was stressed and tired and – When you, you know? when I had like a shift, like because when I do like shift work at like McDonald's – When I, we started dating, you'd get up at station. 5 o'clock yeah, in the morning, change I, the oils. Change the oils in the McDonald's and then I worked at a service station for a little bit during uni – and that like end of the day shift would like ruin your day. I'm like, oh, I gotta go to work at four or whatever, and it would kind of ruin. And it was still for me, it still would. Like if that was my situation now, like if I had something to do at night that I had to go to, it would ruin my day because I'd just be thinking about it the whole time. Yeah, you, yeah. It's but now like, I'm like, oh my god, I'd kill for like six hours alone. Are you kidding know, me? I know. I know. It's that feeling I used to get the Sunday dreads. Yeah. You know, it's like as the day progressed, you were like, well, that's the weekend done. Yeah, exactly. And the Monday morning is looming. Yeah. Yeah. I found that towards the end of school, as I was leaving, like I got used to it. Like just for primary school and high school, I'm like, okay, I'm used to this. I'm like my sleep pattern seems to have finally kicked in after six <laughs> years. Got a good group of friends. Ah, that's finished. <laughs> What this is like, like school? Your this entire is like primary school. Pri- primary is that why you went back to being a teacher so that you could relive your glory days? No, not at all. That's that's <laughs> not. If you're going, if you if you're doing that, look, I've, I know some sport teachers that certainly have done that, but uh, no, that's not why I became a teacher. Yeah, no, we had the correct. biggest bunch of fuckwit sport teachers at my high school. Oh my god, that's that's for another day though, isn't it? <laughs> Hey boys, what are you up to? You know that kind <laughs> of shit. They all have whistles. They always yeah, have, they all have whistles. They all wear yeah. shorts and have whistles and yeah. often polo shirts. Yeah, and just like such a bunch of fucking clowns. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know? They're like, they're like you know how much I can bench press or whatever. It's like, yeah, you're a grown man. What do you like? <laughs> hey, <laughs> what do you hey, mean? Uh, hey, mate, get in here. I was gonna like all the different names. Do they call all the boys by their surnames? Uh, yeah, you do a bit of that. I remember one of them. I was about to say his name, but I won't say it. I did see him out once when I was like nine, ten. He had a, like a bald head. I like rubbed his head because I was like out of school. <laughs> and I, was, <laughs> I was half cut. But I, then I was like, are you like 44? What are you doing here? But um, I remember once he was like, because I didn't do any extracurricular stuff at school. Like I did Shockingly. zero things, which, you know, I kind of encouraged 
that you should. Like find a thing that you like. But I did nothing. I'm like bare minimum. They don't even remember you. No there. one would remember me. No, I'd be you sh- just grey manned it all I through did. school. Your best mate was school captain or whatever, yeah. and you just grey manned it. Grey manned it, mate. Just lay low. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, we will. I will suggest things. Sorry, I'm kind of off track, but. I remember once he, he kind of gave me like, he tried to give me like a talking to because it was because I, I, I'd skipped so much school that they had, I had to come back and do extra school. And he wasn't my teacher, but he tried, it was like, you know, you should do, do like, why don't you like sign up and do extra stuff? You know, you could, you could be here and you could be doing extra stuff. And I'm like, but I'm just not, like, I'm just not going <laughs> to. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm just not. Like, I don't want to be here. I'm not going to do extra stuff. I can't. Like, I'm not being rude. I'm just, just no. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, fuck oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. God. Well, this is a really great start to, yeah. a, to what is ostensibly a show about us talking about things. We're supposed Agreed. to be positive. Our spin was going to no, be No, but like if you like positive. like band or music or sport or like drama yeah, or the like extra, any of that extra, extra activities that are but actually But this is stuff fun. like you should do tours and I'm like for new parents. I'm like, no, I shouldn't. Why the <laughs> fuck would I do that? You don't want me doing that either. I really you do. You do any of those other things anyway. <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> no. So what are you talking about? He was probably trying it's to like, I don't know, this you is, to get into drama. This is the indoor basketball court that like <laughs> only six people in the school are allowed to use because if you don't play on the team, you can't use it. It's probably worth like $60,000, but nobody uses it. This is the four computers that we have from like <laughs> 1988. Anyway, whatever. Go on. Okay. All right. My turn first. Excellent. Cool. Okay. Well, my first recommendation is a documentary. Oh, I love by documentaries. The wonderful comedian Amy Schumer. Oh, yeah. I did see a bit of this. Yeah. So, so, so good. So good. And surprising because I'm not always a fan of her comedy. Some of her comedy specials I haven't been as much of a fan of. Mm. I really enjoyed I Feel Pretty, her, her film. I that liked she made. I Feel Pretty. I watched that. Yeah. It got some, ago, like, yeah. some backlash, but I really enjoyed it. It's um, exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? And I enjoyed it for what it was. But she recently, well, not recently, uh, maybe last, you know, 2018 maybe? Mm. She, no, maybe last year. I don't know. A while ago. A period of <laughs> she, time. A period of time ago. She released a comedy special called Growing when she mm. was pregnant. And I I think it was 2018. And I re- I really enjoyed it just as just watching it as a comedy special and then, you know, moved on, hadn't really thought much else about it. And then this came out, Expecting Amy, and I was blown away because it's it's really the lead up to her creating that comedy special yes. on Netflix while also being pregnant and it's very, very candid and really raw. So it starts off with her filming just a small portion of herself when she's a little bit nauseous and has just found out that she's pregnant mm. and then it goes Basically, for the whole nine months, there's three episodes, and it also documents her marriage to her husband, who actually um, is autistic. And they also is explore that. that, yeah. And he ah. had—he's an amazing chef in Hollywood, yeah, right. um, in New York, sorry. And you know, really, really famous. Had this amazing restaurant in Martha's Vineyard, um, and had never really recognised himself that he was autistic, and his family had never really explored it. Why is that though? 
He had a really difficult kind of home life. His mum was really sick. He lived yeah. kind of routed in the woods. And so he, I think he had quite an unusual childhood. Right. Um, and nobody kind of noticed. Like, Well, I think they just thought that was him. Like yeah, all right. these sort of quirks were just him. Yeah. And I think and that's, that's probably quite uncommon, a common yeah. story, mm. particularly maybe a generation ago. Anyway, so once they get together, she starts looking at his sort of mannerisms, the things that she loves about him, turn out to be things that she considers possibly might mean he's on the autistic spectrum. Ah. And so he then goes to see a psychologist and then is diagnosed and he said it's so empowering, it really helps him understand himself. What what kind yeah. of things does he do to – I know this isn't about him, I'm just curious. Like what are the things that he does to adjust? Yeah, this is a bit of a um, – well, no, the doco does address this too. It's not even really that he does things to adjust, it's just that – Having that awareness? Yeah, I think it's understanding that he needs to express his emotions and he has real difficulty doing that. Sure. Also that he has zero filter, so he'll just do things and and have absolutely no kind of qualms about telling someone exactly what he thinks. That's not uncommon. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So if if Amy comes out in an outfit, he's just like, no, that looks bad. Yeah. You know, or like the, and so she really believes it when he says you look beautiful, you know, that yes, kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, what's really fascinating too is his love of food and cooking and has, I think, is that sometimes autistic people do have a tendency to have one particular area of interest that just, they just yes, go absolutely. down the rabbit hole and that drives them. And it clearly for him is cooking and food and produce. And so she's always, she's really pregnant. And she actually, um, part of what I loved about this documentary was that she, not that I love that she suffered from this condition. I loved it. <laughs> no, but I think it's really important. She kind of opened up a whole window into what it's like for women who have hyperemesis, which is a condition marked by severe prolonged nausea that lasts well beyond the first trimester of pregnancy. Yeah. And in Amy's case, led to several hospitalizations for dehydration. How many IVs did you say she, she had? She had over 100 IVs over in the, the nine months. Yeah. And you just, a lot Oof. of the documentary, and it sounds brutal and real it is, is just watching her throwing up yeah. in all different situations. Or finishing throwing up. Yeah, or, or about finishing to throw throwing up, up yeah. or about to be throwing up. And she's doing this at the same time as doing 60 live shows yeah. to prepare for her Netflix comedy special. Mm. And so you watch her catching the tube in New York City to go to a stand-up comedy night. I believe it's called the something else. I can't oh, not, think of the name. Oh, not the, the oh, New York Underground, <laughs> the I believe. Underground, is it? Mm. Yeah, it must be. Sorry. Anyway, you know, the same thing, the train. Yeah. Okay. And you watch her throwing up side stage before she gets on and there's some magic she talks about that happens as she gets on stage where it all vanishes. Oh, the stage health. Yeah, yeah, yeah stage health. That. And then immediately as she gets off stage she just, you know, will throw up yeah. again. Princess. You've heard of stage health. Yeah. I have, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. It's like, a, like yeah. an adrenaline thing maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You see it actually in that documentary about who played, played Princess Who Leia. played who, <laughs> Framed Roger Rabbit. My brain doesn't work anymore. Uh, it was Judge Doom. I Princess think, Leia. Who Princess played, Leia. Who pro, who played Princess Leia? Please don't be annoying. Just tell me because I can't remember and it's driving me crazy. I should know this. My brain has missing a few. The actor? Yes. The, oh, God. It's so freaking annoying. Anyway, They've recast her for a lot of animated stuff. But, Debbie uh, Reynolds is her mother. Traditionally, it's Carrie Fisher. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway. Carrie Fisher. In the documentary about Carrie Fisher's life, her mother, Debbie Reynolds, features in it. God knows why I remember Debbie Reynolds over Carrie Fisher. She's a famous person. And she is, and she's great in Singing in the Rain. By the by, mm. um, she has that same thing where in her latter years, she's obviously suffering from a lot of conditions, I think even arthritis and a few issues with her feet. Oh, that's, tough in, your, to that's do, tough in your latter years. 
<laughs> Sorry. Anyway, but when she gets on stage, it all vanishes. Yes. Okay, right. anyway, back to the Do- Amy Schumer documentary. Yes, 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 yes. It's just so brutal, this condition, and what she kind of explores in the show is just how brutal pregnancy can be. Mm. And what I really loved about it was that it made me feel seen. Not that I experienced um, anywhere near as, you, as a terrible pretty, pregnancy you, as you, that. I didn't suffer you didn't from have the that whole, kind of illness. But you had three months probably of... Yeah, I no, mean, I not, and we know people who had though. the whole thing Hus- or close to as well. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, Princess Kate had it too. Yeah. Kate Middleton. What's kind of strange about it too is just how little has really been explored about mm. the disease and and there's really not a lot of research to show what it actually can fix it or cure it. Yeah. Um, and, and in the past, just this is just typical of the medical profession, it was seen as something that women did to try and get attention and so <laughs> women were just ignored so yeah. they because they thought, well, if we ignore you, you're more likely to then – you know, realise this kind of behaviour is not going to get you any attention. So, you know, you'll be right. So, and, you know, and one in three pregnancies of women who have this particular condition may not make it. So it's really... One in what? One in three. That's quite a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, it's severe. It's. It, I didn't realise it, it was like, I guess if, I mean, dehydration is like... Yeah, and it's yeah. it's particularly violent on your body. So, yeah. um. Anyway, there's a really great review of this documentary called The Radical Exposure of Amy Schumer by Sophie Gilbert in The Atlantic and she says a few things in there that made me stop and pause. Um, at the beginning, Amy Schumer says, I don't resent being pregnant. This is in her first episode, but I resent everyone who hasn't been honest. Yeah. And that I think in a nutshell is what, how I felt about pregnancy and also childbirth. Mm. Um, we just don't talk enough about how brutal it is for women and there's this kind of veil of romanticism I think which can be true for some women. They just go through it and it's wonderful but for a lot of us we're great big lumbering oafs stumbling around vomiting in buckets for nine months. Yeah, oh, my God. And uh, then, what, you know, it's brutal. From what I saw of it, it was, yeah, it was and, even, and she talks about how. Again, from the limited bit, I, I saw. I should watch the whole thing, but I kind of caught it in the middle. I'm kind of and going, that's oh, tricky, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but um, was it? What did she say? I can't. I completely lost my train of thought. I was talking about how she resents oh, the, everyone. The wealth, the wealth, because she's like, oh, I'm doing this as well as a person can do, you know, because she's got money, obviously. But yeah. even then, it was like she's like, I don't even know how someone yeah. who did, doesn't have these resources could. Could go through this. Yes, I think the line is she's in her bathroom. She's just thrown up again and she just said, what are these bitches doing who are out there doing it without the resources that Mm. I have? And you absolutely feel that. And I think that's part of the realisation of pregnancy when you go through it, particularly if you have a difficult pregnancy or even if you have difficulty conceiving. Well, that's the other thing, It's like stepping through this window. And I guess because did she talk about, maybe I'm thinking of something else, how she she shouldn't, like I shouldn't really complain because a lot of people can't get pregnant at all, to be like, oh, I'm pregnant, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, totally, exactly. But everyone's problems are, you know, relative. They totally are. But I do think it really does shed a light on the difficulties of that women experience, particularly through the process Mm. of having babies and how it's not as straightforward as we we might think it is or as easy. Um, And then it also kind of gives you a real insight into what it's like for women or what it has been like for women historically who've been giving birth in all kinds of different situations. Mm. So, yeah, it does give you a lot of empathy for womenhood in general. 
but I would really recommend it. I don't know if we've sold it, but it's it is a really great. I think it is too. From um, what I've doco. yeah, I, yeah, and pregnancy is not always like yeah. how you know she her, that illness is not that common really. I mean, yeah. nausea in pregnancy is obviously very common. So it's not like if you're pregnant, you're going to experience what she's experiencing no, in the documentary. Fine. A lot of are but fine I think also, it's yeah. yeah, but it's really important I think to shed a light on what it's like, and also to shed a light on someone who is at the peak the pinnacle of their career mm. creatively and artistically and is doing all of that in spite of what she's going through personally. Yeah. And I think that's really inspiring for women to see that um, despite everything that she's going through, she's still a performer and and her Netflix special I think is what, who's her best work, the one that I've watched. Okay, cool. She, yeah. Were you just watching that kind before of, we came in here? Yeah, yeah, I was. I do think it's yeah. the best one. Yeah, come <laughs> There's on. a really funny scene where – when she's in hospital for like the 50th time or something, her husband and her sister go to do like a pottery workshop in the hospital while okay. they're like, while she's having a procedure done or something. And he paints a, her portrait on a porcelain like plate and brings it to her in the hospital and she shows you on the screen this picture <laughs> in the special and it's just, oh, God, it's so unflattering it's just so horrible and you could just no it's not even that horrible she just looks she kind of looks like a wrestler or something yeah. like anyway and but he was so unashamedly just like this is how I see you what do you like it <laughs> and um it's just glorious what her, the sort of story she tells around it and that moment in the session um, <laughs> really. is she gonna have any more kids yeah, I think she's going through IVF currently. Oh wow! Actually, at the moment, because after it was all said and done, she had a cesarean, which they also show, and then she had a complication with her uterus and had a three-hour surgery. So I'm, I don't know, but I'm assuming that the IVF is because of the um, complication with her uterus or something. When you know, after the Caesar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Anyway, pregnancy, recommend it. Anyway, do it. You, um, what you're saying. Yeah. And that's on HBO Max if you can access Excellent. that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. Well, okay. guess what I'm going to say? I don't know. Uh, this is a show you've seen, you caught a little bit as well. It's called Search Party. It's currently on Stan in Australia. I don't know. I think all three series, but there's going to be a fourth season. It was created by Michael Showalter, oh. uh, Sarah Violet Bliss, and Charles Rogers. It stars Aliyah Shawkat, who you might know from um, Rest of Development, John Paul Reynolds, John Early, Meredith Hagner. And they're this group of four friends, and uh, they all get embroiled, one of them in particular, uh, about a former college acquaintance who disappears. And so they, it's called Search Party because they're, they're, they're trying to untangle the mystery of this event and what happened to her. And there's all these different clues, and it involves like cults and meeting people and people following them in the street and all these different things and that are going on. Right. So it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a mystery, right? It's a mystery, potentially even a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and it's got some twists and turns along the way. And I'm thinking, how is this going to kind of, how is this going to play out over three seasons? You know what I mean? They're going to 
like they seem to be coming close to finding some kind of revolu- like resolution. And then there's really kind of interesting twists and turns along the way that that it keeps evolving into this kind of different kind of show and it takes the characters into really unexpected places. Like it starts off as this fun kind of like hipster kind of like a like a like a mocking kind of the, their culture and you know being like a New York kind of artist and all this kind of stuff. And that's kind of, that a lot of that stuff stays, but then it it just kind of broadens out to this like these huge like life or death and very deadly serious consequences. Yeah, for I watched things that, that episode when it yeah. when it changed, and I got, no. I did that thing where I get mad at you, where I'm like, "What are you watching?" Yeah, and I'm like, oh. "I was you came in, I was watching it." Yeah, there's nothing to do with you. He said it was a comedy five minutes it ago. It is a comedy. It's fucking hilarious. That's the other thing. Yeah, it's really some... funny. Uh, they, they're all really funny. There's two characters in particular played by John Early and Meredith Hagner. Uh, one of them is kind of this, um, this, he's kind of this socialite and he's, and he's got this boyfriend that he keeps kind of stringing along and he's super vain and like a massive liar and like his world kind of crumbles and he's trying to rebuild it. He's sort of got this, this kind of media career that he's trying to kick off and all these other things. And she's an actor who's in and out of work and she's a bit of an airhead, whatever, but they're also quite, they're, they're, they're quite dim. Everybody in this, but weirdly astute. It's like a. It's like a really interesting blend. It's like, you know, they're good at some things and not at other things. I guess it's like anybody, but they're just really interesting and fleshed out characters. They're kind of the dumbest and worst people in the world, but also not. It's very, (laughs) it's like a heightened reality, but it feels very grounded and very, very real at the same time in terms of the, like the characters, they feel real, Mm. which are, and um, even though they're mostly awful, I'm like, I'd hang out with these people. They they seem kind of fun. (laughs) It's a little lunacy going on here, but. I love it. It's great. It's three seasons. There's going to be one more. Um, I'm glad I got to see them all at once, like all three seasons. Uh, it was real. It was really great. It was just one of those things where, like, what am I going to watch? I, I'll give this a go, or whatever. No, it's great. It's I'm like really an unexpected gift when that happens. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you hear about shows as well, like, oh, you love this or whatever, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's there's this weird phenomenon where when someone recommends me something, which yeah. I happen show happens on this show, I immediately am like. Uh, no, yeah, don't want to listen I'd to still that. never watch The Wire. And everyone's like, you <laughs> got to watch The Wire. I know, I have to watch or The, the Wire. Or The Sopranos. I've never watched The Sopranos. See bits of, but I same, I need to. But I know the ending of The Sopranos. So, like, um, there's actually going to be Sopranos prequel. Well, we should get on to The Sopranos. I should. Before. I really should. Yeah. yeah. It's also a massive commitment to embark on a show yeah, like totally. that when there's so many seasons. Yeah. Because I... I'm like this with everything in life, including chocolate and television shows mm. and books. I'm like this with books as well. If I start it and I love it, I just yeah. voraciously rush through it. Yes. And I'm really bad at pacing myself. I can't just put two bits of chocolate in the, you know, on my plate and be like, mm, my nightly dark chocolate of two squares. No, I got to no, eat the man, whole I'm bloody block. Chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Or I just put it away and I don't yeah. have it. That's like what I'm doing at the moment. I've, I've got a few extra pregnancy uh, pounds and. I want to premise this by saying I know way. I actually made this clay model of what you, I believe, you look like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I am all for embracing our bodies at all different sizes, whoever you are, wherever you are. And embracing others' bodies. Yes, everyone's bodies. Mm. Mm -mm, Chef's kiss. (laughs) (laughs) However, for me, as someone who likes to run and be really active, I I do still look quite pregnant and it's it's really bothering me and so i am embarking on this like high protein lots of vegetables low carb thing Boo. i've done one day of it and i'm so angry yeah it's no good i'm real angry about yeah. it and I, and it, look i'm full i kind of didn't want to finish that weird protein shake i had 
It's you're full, but you're not happy. No, I'm so bloody miserable. Turns out my happiness really spins mostly around think, carbohydrates. As we talked about, I think you're going to get to a certain point, and then you'll be fine. You'll be like, "This is good," and then you don't have to like. Yeah, because I'm actually kind of I'm good at yeah, yeah eating a you know a balanced diet and mm. you know kind of maintaining my weight. But the problem with this sort of little bit of pregnancy weight happening is that it's I don't think I'm not at the stage where it's just going to shift on its own. Yeah, but also it's been like three months, so it's kind of like, you know, maybe cut yourself some slack. No, but it's like carrying around an extra bag of oranges. So it's more like a on my I want front to be able and to, back. I want to be able to feel better, like move yeah. better, yeah. I mean, I couldn't care what you think. I mean, no, I'm joking. I don't, what? Um, <laughs> no, I do. But it's really good though because you're, you're already so much stronger and you're running again, which is really great. Yeah, um, and I yeah. love running. And that's actually one of the ma- the biggest things. You want to feel fit and strong in your body. Well, I do. And uh, at the moment, carrying this extra weight is like I feel like I'm I'm sort of awkwardly carrying around two bags of oranges that I can't quite sure carry properly, like and Craig. trying to run at the same it was time. It's a Jimmy Craig ad. I'm sure they did overseas as well, but like in Australia with Dipper, you know, the former footballer, uh, was like, uh, yes. it was like carrying this many oranges, and he held like two big bags <laughs> of oranges. I'm like, that's quite a lot of oranges. Yeah, well, you really do notice it. Mm. My poor little legs. I always have little legs. I know when I'm putting on weight because when I run, my like thighs like oh, shave together. Well, your little chicken legs. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, what oh. the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm like, must be just working out too much. My legs must be. <laughs> it's never that though. It never so is. So when my legs aren't touching, they're just. Whoosh, whoosh, oh, I'm good. <laughs> you know you. You know you've really done the proteins well. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, so that's what I'm doing at the moment. I don't know why we got onto that, but no, uh, hey, man, you should keep us updated. See how you see how you're going. Yeah, check on in. Yeah, why not? But I don't want to. I don't want to do it in a way that's like I'm losing five kilos and no, being just be all like you don't have to do spe- specifics or put photos or up or anything like that. But just like oh God, no, this was a good week or this was I'm used to it or I hated this week. All right, or I we'll do a check in every yeah, week. Why not? You can check in every. I'll make yeah. this a check. That'd be a really good way of being accountable. That's right. Actually. You have to do it then. I know. Yeah. All right. Day one is down. Day one. There's so many days left. How so many, many days are you doing this for? I don't know until I'm I'm happy. <laughs> wow. So the day you die then. <laughs> uh, your turn. What's next? <laughs> no one's Why ever happy. Why would you happy on the that? day I die? Because it's over. sad that I'm <laughs> That's you in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh, Happy thank- that it's all over. You're like, thank God, oh, thank that's God. done. It's like jumping <laughs> on. It's like jumping onto that flag at the end of a Mario level. Oh, thank fuck. Though so what I think is really hilarious about that is that it's quite possible that you're just going to land on a like a lovely, positive, sunshiny plane of existence. I don't think so. Where you'll be there forever. What do you think happens when we die? What do do we think? really want to do this now? Sure, why not? We've, it's 26 minutes. Are we, uh, this yeah. episode has really rambled. Okay, okay. I can't answer the meaning of life in 26 minutes. You don't need 26 minutes. You know what minutes. I think happens? What? I think we become one with the universe. Fuck that. I don't need any of that shit. I don't want to get what I, believe. I don't want to get absorbed into some dumb consciousness and then I'm part <laughs> of like some bigger understanding of the universe. I want that like that to exist and I can sit next to it and just be like, boo! Boo! <laughs> it's just like me in high school again. You know, you should really join the consciousness. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't want to join the consciousness. What are you gonna do for eternity then? Just sit and make fun of people. The consciousness. <laughs> The consciousness. The consciousness of humanity. Oh, God. You know, Remind Einstein's me. in here. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Tell him the fuck off. 
I was going to say, fuck off and die, but he's already dead. He's already in the consciousness. <laughs> Maybe we get reincarnated. Yeah, you know, I'm okay with that. That'd be rad. Yeah, I hope you get reincarnated as a frog. Yeah, cool. That Whatever. just like redips around making fun of people in your yeah. head. All right. I don't know why I said that. It's kind of my, it's my life now anyway. Isn't yeah, it? well, yeah, exactly. You mm. look like a frog in pants. <laughs> Except when you put weight on, your That's poor right. little froggy legs are froggy swooshing legs, together. Yeah. Anyway, okay, my next recommendation. We're really running out of time. We're right. running over time. I hope you guys are doing it right out there. We're yeah, going man. mad. We've got two weeks to go before they're going to announce more lockdown. More probably. lockdown. <laughs> so we're really losing it. I just want to see Tennant. <laughs> just let me say it. <laughs> Sorry, not no. your mates, not your friends. I don't have any friends anymore. Really- you know that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's accurate. Uh, you've you've just you've made fun of them all. Too I've much. got our son. I've got you. The baby doesn't do much at the moment. Anyway. She will smile at you occasionally. Yeah, she's great. All right, what's next? She's the best. Mm. All right, so I have a couple of little sneaky things. Someone um, emailed in to say thank you very much for the recommendation last week of Jack Hartman for their kids. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. and because I really do think that if you've got kids under five at the moment and you're in a lockdown situation, mate. I feel ya, you poor mm. thing. It's full on. It's a lot. It's a lot. They should let them have one mate. I know exactly. Kids at age, especially. I mean, yeah. I mean, kids at any age when they can't go to school and they're at home. But I think if they're a bit older, they're a bit more independent. Whereas yeah. at that point, they can do chats on the internet. Yeah, and stuff. they can talk to their friends on the phone. And, and even that's not ideal because no, we've got like nephews hard. who are older who aren't loving yeah, it. But. No, it's hard at any age. But for parents, I think, I'm just saying, if you've got kids under five, yeah. mate, solidarity to you. So I thought I'll He's do He's doing pretty well, of, our little guy, but, yeah, I do feel bad. You catch glimpses of like. Oh, he took a birthday invite yeah. from January off the fridge and was like, remember this party? Yeah, and I was like. One. Yeah, mate. That's the first person he's, he wants to see. I know. He's, he's like you. He only has a couple of people he really He's got likes. a lot of friends. But, yeah, he yeah got, no. he's got a lot of friends. But, like, they, he will, like, take or leave most of them. <laughs> Just my, like you. Well, my parents are like that. I'd be like, hey, this is whoever. And they're like, who the fuck is this? Like, you've ne- like I've known this guy since I was, like, six. And they're like, what? <laughs> you've never mentioned him ever. I'm like, you don't know Paul? You don't know Paul? <laughs> Uh, for like 18 years. What are you talking about? Go into James's Instagram and you'll find out all about his friend Paul. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, anyway, so here's my recommendation for some struggling parents out there. Two things. One is a thing called Storyline Online that I may have talked about before on this show. Mm. It is excellent. It is just a treasure trove of celebrities reading amazing picture books in videos so that you you feel and you don't have to read the book yourself. Also, you can buy the books online Buying through books. the website. I know. Amazing. Oprah, you know, my lovely pal Oprah that I love, reads Hula Hoop, Hop and Queen by Thelma Godden. There's just so many. And they've got a whole series actually um, inspired by Black Lives Matter. Oh, too, cool. Okay. Which is just really excellent. But there's just all my favorite books are on there. And it's great for parents. It's good if you need just like a few minutes of peace, but you don't want to feel like your kids are just sitting in front of mindless cartoons. Yeah, storyline and line. Excellent, chef's kiss. Um, And the other thing I wanted to recommend is a wonderful author and illustrator called Pamela Allen. Remember Pamela Allen? I know Pamela. What has she done? What has she worked on? I know her. Yeah, so she's done Who Sank the Boat? Classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. The boat and the cow. The duck one and the duck. Kids love it. Her illustrations are gorgeous. Um, 
another one, Birdie and the Bear, is really good, and she does the Mister McGee series. Oh yeah, he's always up to something. Yeah, um, they're just great. She's got so many great books. She's actually from New Zealand, mm. and she's an award-winning author and illustrator. She's shortlisted for many awards, and including the prestigious Margaret Mayhe Medal in two thousand and four. And just you would just love her stories. Kids, young and old, love them. Parents love them. And the illustrations are glorious. Illustrations so, are dope. Yeah, they are. Um, one last quick thing too. The author Julia Donaldson is incredible and we've talked before about all her short films that yes. are based on her books, including Room and a Broom, The Gruffalo, The Gruffalo's Child, the Zog, all excellent. All the animations are brilliant. Stickman, fantastic. If you Google Axel Scheffler, who is the oh, illustrator yes. of those books, a really great thing to do with kids is to show them because he has a whole lot of um, videos on YouTube and also at the Gruffalo World website where you can watch in in sort of a speed sped up time him illustrating a picture. Yes. And the beauty about watching him do it particularly is that he draws in grey lead, then he goes over it in like a black texture and then he paints. Yep. And it's just a really simple sequence, but our little guy loves it. Yeah, he loves well watching it, yeah. the video come to life. There's a particular one where you watch him actually paint on the walls of a library, which oh. is really cool. So we actually put paper on the wall and did that. But even just as an adult, watching him create a picture and seeing how he does all the shading and everything, mm. often I think – they talk about how kids sort of stagnate with their art at a certain point yeah. and I'm still there where I often just draw like stick figures and things mm. like that because that's where I started at. And so actually watching someone with so much skill do it, even little kids' drawings, if they do them in grey lead first, go over them in black texture and colour them in, look so much better. Yeah, totally. Really Don't does. they just pop? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'd recommend that. Drawing. Drawing. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. He's doing, he's doing much more, a lot of more drawing. Yeah. Um, I was going to recommend another couple of things, but I'll just save them for next week and that's okay. Right. Oh, yeah, it's 33 we've got, we've got minutes. we to wrap up the show. Uh, people, people love um, of the, reviewing the show, don't they, Claire? Correct. You can actually do it in an app. This is as easy as this. This is from Jages84. says, let Claire sing with SingStar on the PlayStation. Then she'll have to, li- have to like video games. So big fan of your singing from last week. Oh, I know you're a bit no. reluctant. You were like, it was terrible at the time. I thought I was being. You funny. kept umming and ahhing. You're like, should I release this? Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> well, it was mainly we had no choice because I didn't want to record another episode. We didn't. We had to do it. I know. This Sometimes one, though, I get carried away with my own self. The problem is, Claire, you're too funny. <laughs> you got too many good ideas. That's my problem. That is your problem, yeah. My computer, by the way, just died. Again. And I cannot get it to operate. So this is going to be fun. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't you take it to the computer on I did, but it needs a new battery. Cause, but then, yeah, but what, why does it have a new battery? Because the, I need a new power cord uh, and it hasn't come in yet. I mean, but then it, the store's closed and, and it needs a new battery. So I fixed the internal. It doesn't matter. I'm waiting on some I parts. Did, okay, but where <laughs> are the parts coming from? From wherever they they would have been here like four weeks ago, but the store's closed. Oh, and you can't get on. So I can't get it. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Just means right. uh, I might not have any videos for a long time because <laughs> all of my videos are on this computer. Uh, anything else? Um, other than you look like you're about to cry. It'll be all right. It's okay. You'll be fine. I have an email. 
I love emails. I know. We get so many emails. I really appreciate it. Um, at suggestiblepod at gmail.com if you want to recommend something. We would love you to. We always love recommendations. We always in particular. do. This is from Freddie Baker. Hello, Freddie. Hello, Fred Wood Baker. Hey, Clara James. Love your podcast. My recommendation is the British podcast, for goodness sake. It's a good news podcast that covers news that might brighten your day in a time when Everything seems so down. So true. The latest episode is an interview with an Australian pastor in South Africa talking about different gangs coming together to help people during the COVID pandemic. I thought pastor was from Italy. Uh, God. That's where we're at now. Dear God. What kind of great world are we living in? Pastor is actually also a great song by Andrew McMahon that I recommended a it's little bit. A lot of people write it and say, actually, they borrowed it from the Chinese. It was like Chinese. Oh my God. All right. Okay. No, no, I'm ignoring no, 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 no. you. While the hosts are relatively new to the podcast scene, remembering after James talk, this is for goodness sake, the British podcast. It's uplifting, informative, perfect for the current climate. Your podcasts have meant so much to me over the last few months as they have helped me cope with lockdown more than anything else. I wish you all the best for both of you and Mason too, I guess. I don't know how to end an email, Freddie. Perfect. You've ended it perfectly, That was a great Freddie. way yeah. to end the email, Freddie. Thank you so much for writing a top-notch in. recommendation, if you top don't mind me saying notch. so. Mm. A notch of tops. That's right. All right, that's it for the week. We've been Suggestible Pod. We've been Suggestible Pod. James's computer's died. We may not be back next week. Now i got to play that Marvel game because I've got nothing else to do tonight. Oh, my oh, God. He's like, your life <laughs> is a series of hard things. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've got no time for anything except to play a video game. <laughs> it's the it's the no time for anything frog. That's right. It's All right, uh, next week. Frogman. This again, right, Claire? I guess so, yes. Jimmy Jam. All right. All right. This has been fun, though. Thank you for everybody for listening. Yeah, Goodbye. Hey, hey, just before you go, what do you have to say to listeners out there who are doing it tough in lockdown? Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. No. Hey, hang in there, man. Yeah. It's going to be all right eventually. Yeah, everything's going to be And also right. peaks and troughs, you know. That's life. Ride the waves. It's up and down. Ride them. I mean, eventually it's down for good and you die and you're absorbed by a greater <laughs> Yeah, but according to you, it's not down. That's an up moment. That's true. Because it's so finally yeah, over. There you go. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Dear God. Dear God. All right. Till next time. Get this fucking computer away. <laughs> I'm not a tech guy. <laughs> no, he's not really. Okay. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.